What's up, Lions of Liberty fans? You can now support this show on Patreon and get exclusive access to bonus audio and video content, including Conspiracy Corner, Degenerate Gamblers, bonus segments with guests, and so much more. Head on over to patreon.com slash Lions of Liberty. Welcome to Felony Friday, a presentation of the Lions of Liberty podcast. Here is your host, John Odermatt. Felons, friends, and freedom lovers, welcome back to another edition of Felony Friday, a weekly show right here on the Lions of Liberty podcast. Of course, Felony Friday is the show where I focus each and every single Friday on exposing injustice in this nation's broken criminal justice system. Felony Friday is only one of three shows that we have here on Lions of Liberty. And because of that format, because we have a three-show format, three unique shows, we are the only libertarian variety show. And the three shows are, we kick off every week on Monday with a show hosted by Mark Claire. It's our flagship program. It is the original, the OG Lions of Liberty podcast. Typically, Mark brings on leaders in the liberty movement, talks about philosophy, talks about leadership, talks about um, really anything that is uh, a core value, a principle of the ideas of liberty. Also, Mark will host roundtable discussions. He'll bring on the fellow Lions of Liberty, and we'll talk about everything from culture to politics to whatever the heck is on our mind. It's a really fun show. On Wednesday, we have Electric Liberty Land, hosted by Brian McWilliams. It is your weekly shot of culture, comedy, and liberty. And this past Wednesday's episode, Brian brought his dad on the show, which I thought was really cool. It was a fun episode. Good to hear where Brian comes from. Um, Good to hear from uh, Brian's dad and hear really how Brian's philosophy sort of was molded through his dad to take that away. Pretty cool. So to get all three of these shows, what you need to do is subscribe. And you can subscribe to podcasts through all kinds of different apps. There's Apple Podcasts, there's Stitcher, there's Overcast, there's Google Play, all kinds of ways to subscribe. All you do is hit that subscribe button and it'll be magically delivered to your phone every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning. You can listen on the way to work, listen at work, whatever you want to do. It's there on your phone. It's magic. It's wonderful. So be sure to do that. And that helps us out tremendously too with all the algorithms and the ratings and really helps us to grow the show. So please subscribe. Today's episode is really cool. I'm excited about it. I'm bringing on three guests and they're all from Colorado. And we're going to be talking about a very important legal matter that is happening out there in Boulder. So that's that's your hint. That's a little high-level teaser before we get started. I will bring on my guests in just a minute here. Before I do that, this is the 129th episode of Felony Friday. That means you'll be able to find the show notes page at lionsofliberty.com slash FF129. Welcome to Felony Friday. I am joined by three people who are from Colorado who are fighting this Boulder uh, gun ban. It's been in the national news recently, and three of these libertarians are on the ground in Colorado and uh, fighting the uh, gun grabbers out there. Um, I'm going to go around the, the room here and introduce who I have with me, starting off with Lance Psycho. You guys probably are familiar with Lance. He's a member of the Lions of Liberty Pride. 
He's in the Lions Liberty Forum. Lance, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? So uh, thanks for the introduction. Uh, I'm the assistant director of social media at Being Libertarian. Uh, we are the second biggest libertarian pa Facebook page um, on the net, uh, only second to the national uh, party. Uh, <clears throat> and I'm also the communications director for the uh, Libertarian Party of Colorado and, and a newfound um, Second Amendment activist uh, since the gun ban has taken place in Boulder. And that's how I um, came, to, came to know Jason and, and Leslie. And you are not a, a Boulder resident, correct? So how far are you from, from Boulder? I'm not a Boulder resident. Uh, I do teach at, this, at the University of Colorado Boulder. Um, so the gun ban does affect me in that way as I'm in the city often. I do business in the city as well. But uh, I live in Longmont, which is about 15 miles um, northwest of Boulder, sorry, northeast of Boulder. Um, but I am a Boulder County resident. And, and, you know, for me, I also am the social media director for the Libertarian Party of Boulder County, which is an affiliate of the, of the state party. And so um, it, it affects me politically and it also affects, you know, my friends um, who do live in Boulder. Okay, moving on next to Jason Boros. Jason, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, yeah, thank you. I, um, my name is Jason Boyle, so I'm a longtime Boulder resident. Um, hopefully I can uh, stay a non-felon here, but uh, it <laughs> looks like after midnight tonight, um, that's going to change. But uh, yeah, I'm a newfound Second Amendment activist. I've always been active in the 2A community, but uh, this is the first time in a big way that I've uh, decided to stand up and do something about it and actually push back against this uh, illegal ordinance that they want to pass, which would criminalize me uh, simply based on my possessions. All right. We're, we're going to come back to that midnight tonight thing you, you just dropped. But I do want to introduce uh, Leslie Hollywood. Leslie, a uh, libertarian activist out there in Colorado. Can you in introduce yourself? Sure. My name is Leslie Hollywood, and I am a Longtime Colorado residents, uh, northern Colorado, up where I don't live in Boulder, but I live right outside Boulder, just like we all do. Well, Jason lives in Boulder, and then Lance and I are outside of Boulder. Um, but, you know, th this is my home. I grew up here. So, I mean, I grew up going to Boulder. I've lived there. I've worked there. We kind of all have these strong connections to the city. Um, about myself, I'm just a longtime, um, just political activist, civil rights activist, when I get fired up about something, you can't stop me. <laughs> I just get, I get pissed. And, and from there, it's time to figure out what to do and how to bring people together and how to turn, turn your anger into action. So that's what I'm really good at and what I'm very passionate about. I, I do have to say, before we go any farther, I think we might have three of the, of the best names that we've had on Felony Friday. We have Lance Psycho, and Leslie Hollywood and Jason Boros is almost like Jason Bourne. Close. I, I don't know. This, <laughs> this is a good group. I like where this is going. Uh, it's, it's, it and, is a good group. <laughs> and Jason, before we go any farther, I do want to ask you what you what you just said during your intro. But I want to remind our listeners so you'll be hearing this about a week after this interview is conducted. So keep that in mind based on the uh, the timetable that Jason's going to talk about. So so what's happening at, at midnight tonight? So tonight, June 14th, at midnight, the Boulder assault weapons ban goes into effect. And it was, you know, it's, it's going to essentially ban the possession and sale and transfer of uh, pretty much every semi-automatic rifle that was made in the uh, 20th century. And it also bans uh, pistols based on cosmetic features as well and magazine capacity. 
So you say cosmetic features and feel free. I mean, whoever wants to take these questions, um, you know, I'm not going to call you guys out. Just, just jump in. When you, when you say based on cosmetic features, what, what does that exactly mean? Well, uh, with rifles, uh, the, the features are, uh, it's a semi-automatic center fire rifle, uh, with a pistol grip and the ability to stabilize, uh, the firearm, uh, forward of the, uh, the main pistol grip. Um, also the criteria is, uh, where the firearm accepts a magazine, which would be, you know, anywhere outside of the pistol grip would, uh, put it in this category. So there are certain pistols out there, uh, which are based on, uh, rifles and there are others that are, that have been manufactured as pistols that accept their magazine outside of the, uh, the grip proper, the firearm. So those would be banned too. So it is a massive sweeping ban that covers, uh, quite a bit. Is there an actual list of guns that are banned or is it it's just based on that interpretation? It is strictly based on the, um, you know, the aesthetics of the firearm. Uh, there's no list of specific guns that are banned. Yeah, it's, it's very much based on, you know, whatever the interpretation of the definition that they've given that this is an assault weapon. Um, where the definition came from was Boulder City, City Attorney Tom Carr, who actually is out of Seattle, Washington. He's not even a Colorado native or Boulder native. He's out of Washington, came to Boulder. He's their city attorney now and decides he wants to do this. So he actually wrote this. The guy knows absolutely nothing about firearms. No doubt about that. He made that very clear when people were laughing at him in the city council meetings based on things that he was saying. But he actually just combined, he took some different things like they found in California. So he just took various different pieces and put it together to create what they decided is an assault weapon. And um, yeah, it's and when, when Jason says cosmetic features, you know, basically if, if, the, if the rifle or the firearm has one of, has a couple different abilities as far as your magazine, the ability to take magazines outside the pistol grip, but if it has features that allow you to stay, also allow you to stabilize it with your non-trigger hands, like God forbid you actually hit your target, right? When you're defending yourself. If it has the ability to stabilize it with your non-trigger hand, that even with cosmetic features, features that aren't even necessarily some sort of, you know, to make it better. They're just, you know, like there's certain ones, especially when you're looking back at like some of the rifles from World War II, there's little features on there that are cosmetic, but they are, you know, they're there to use your other hand, right? So that's actually part of this ban. It's absolutely ridiculous. There are firearms that go back to the 1920s. The same, we've got like our grandpa's, our grandpa's guns from World War II are now banned in Boulder. And to put it in perspective, how far it goes, I posted on Facebook, uh, well, I, I, I tweeted um, as, the, as the Libertarian Party of Boulder County when I was covering it kind of as the press. Um, it goes as far as 22 rifles, right? So if you have a 22 rifle that has a pistol gripping and can accept a detachable magazine uh, and that that magazine holds over 10 rounds, that is an assault weapon to them. My son owns a 22 rifle, not this, you know, my 13 year old son. So, I mean, that's the kind of extent that they're going and that's how wide sweeping it is. It goes down to even a low caliber uh, rifle such as that. Well, Lance, I got, I do have to carve out a, uh, um, a correction there. They did carve out 22 in rimfire. Oh, they said you can, you but, can. If, but if, but if somehow there was a 22 with the center fire, that would be the difference, right? Yep. Right. Yep. So an M&P 1522 
is a legal weapon in Boulder after tonight, but an M&P 15 is not, and they look identical. Just one is rimfire and one is centerfire, and they both fire 22 caliber bullets. But this was, so uh, my statement was basically based on the first reading. So Jason, and, and that's one thing I think we, one thing that I try to make clear when we do these interviews is that, you know, the general public doesn't understand that there was three readings for this gun ban ordinance. So the first reading was completely open to the public. Um, I think upwards of 100 people spoke. About 75% of those people were against this ordinance. Only 25% were for the ordinance. Then there was a second reading where they tried to have a more back and forth discussion between the for and against. It, it didn't It didn't go well at all because mom's demand action did not come to the table whatsoever. Um, the second, the people who were against the ordinance actually came up with some fairly, what, you know, if, if, you, if you're a second amendment supporter where you, the type where you say like, we're not going to give an inch because you'll get, everybody that will get a mile, you know, you wouldn't have been for it, but there were con- some concessions made by, by the people who were against it. But mom's demands action just completely dug their heels in and wouldn't even talk to the other side of the table. And then there was a third reading. And the third reading was interesting. That was the one I spoke at. Um, and then a couple of us, you know, also from Rally for Our Rights spoke. Jason spoke. Uh, Gwen Stouter spoke. But at that reading, there was, there was 15 slots. You had to sign up online and you got selected for two minutes to speak. Um, and then there was five other spots on top of that where you could sign up on the spot of the meeting. But Jason, what, what, at what meeting or at what point did they clarify that with the 22 rifles it was at third reading when they yeah. uh when they were talking about the amendments on there i thought it was a, i thought it was a second reading when they had the the their what expert witness the police officer come up and they started really breaking down these little specifics do you remember that jason you know leslie you're, you're, you're i think you're right about that one they talked about it i think at third reading um they reaffirmed that they were going to leave the carve out for 22s in there yeah but they they really it was the second reading which you can actually go watch you know they have their expert witness which is um pretty much i'm not even really sure where they got him because he was absolutely ridiculous um so who who was the what was the background of the expert witness um, he was a, it was law enforcement and i think one of the things that he said was he made a really big deal out of if we don't have you know we like the more specific the more features, the more of these specific features we can add to this ban, the easier it is for law enforcement to enforce it. Um, it was, it was, it was pretty absurd. Yeah. Um, so they, so that was, I think it was the second reading when they really started kind of narrowing down, um, taking away some of what Lance was talking about, but that was when they changed it from, you know, added the center fire part and these various different pieces. Yeah, and it's kind of sad because that expert witness, I think I remember him at first reading um, that it's trying to explain the NFA process to the city council and was so wrong on so many different points that he really had no idea what he was talking about. And he's supposed to be the expert. So that's who's advising the council on these things is an attorney who has no idea about firearms whatsoever and a, uh, you know, a city of uh, Boulder police officer who doesn't quite understand some of the laws that he's supposed to enforce. So, and so this, went to, this went to a vote by the city council, right? What, what was the, what did the vote come out to? Was it unanimous? It was like, unanimous. But there was two. I think we should clarify that. So on the second reading, 
um, Councilwoman, is it Nagel? Mm -hmm. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. She, she didn't abstain, but she voted nay. But well, how, how did that work out exactly? I think she she helped. She had she had some like a, a little bit of political pull so that she could take. What she did is she ended up using her her vote and and guaranteeing them that she would do a yes at the end, so that it would be unanimous in that they would take off the registry portion. Yeah, she knew she knew that it was going to get you know the, the other council members were going to vote were going to vote for it. So she used her no vote as a bargaining chip to basically get registration off the uh, table. She said, "I'll vote with you and make this unanimous, but." Uh, registering gun owners is needs to be completely off the table. Well, because the registration system that they wanted, and this was discussed in great detail at the second reading, the registration system that they wanted was literally a rolodex of gun owners in the city. I mean, and I'm not, I'm not, with, I mean, I'm not joking when they say that that was how they referred to it was that there would be a rolodex of gun owners in this register. Would that be of every single gun owner, regardless of if it was? It would be um, somebody that owned one of these uh, firearms, one of these assault weapons, right? So one of these mm -hmm. specifically, you know, detailed. So if they wanted to be grandfathered in and not have to give up, because what they were asking for was registration or confiscation. And, um, you know, registration would mean that you go in there with your firearm, you become registered in their database, you go into their Rolodex and you now, they now know that you own one of these firearms or you could just turn it in for destruction. That's literally what they were asking initially. And so, um, so Councilwoman Nagel, she ended up just, she said, she said, if we can take registration like that off the table, because registration was what Moms Demand Action wanted more than anything. They wanted a registration system of gun owners in that city. And so that was a big piece of what she managed to trade her vote for to pull off the table because this was going to pass no matter what. And she, you know, she's a Democrat. She's, you know, she happens to be a gun supporting Democrat. There's actually a whole heck of a lot of them. Um, we've run across a lot of them these days. <laughs> so, but yeah, that was kind of um, trying to lessen the burden on, on gun owners was, was her goal. And I even saw a few emails uh, to the council since they're public record from Moms Demand Action. And they were uh, a few of them. They were actually pushing against registration because what they really wanted was a complete prohibition, confiscation and no grandfather. Yeah. <laughs> so when people tell us, us three, that nobody wants to take the guns, they're full of it. Absolutely. One hundred percent full of it because we have seen and talked to these people and, and heard them in the city council meetings eye to eye. We have one guy who comes to these meetings wearing a shirt that literally says repeal the second amendment. <laughs> and every single time. Uh, so this, you know, we've been to Boulder city council meetings. We've been to Broomfield city council meetings and we've been to my hometown Longmont city council meetings. And thank God our mayor is 100% pro second amendment. He was a Republican. Now he's an independent. Um, but to echo Leslie's point about this guy is, you know, he points to the crowd every time that we're there. He knows who we are at this point. He knows who the, the pro Second Amendment activists are on the ground here in Boulder County and calls us racist. <laughs> and you're talking to we're, we're that's white supremacist. He, will, he, he literally will sit there at these council meetings and speak and give it, take his two minutes of his time. And he will refer to us and he'll point back to us as the white supremacists that are here. I mean, it's just, I mean, but nobody wants to take your guts. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's uh, that's so typical, so typical. So obviously, the the city council 
wants to take your guns. What about the other people in, in Boulder? Is it, do you have a feel for percentage wise, how many people, what percentage actually would back this ban? Not very many. Well, as far as gun owners, it's about 0%. (laughs) But, uh, I think the police have only gotten, as of last time I spoke with them, two to three calls uh, regarding people wanting to certify their weapons in the city. Um, but there's there's a very vocal liberal, um, you know, uh, population here in Boulder that does support the ban, but it's really based on um, their ignorance about firearms. Because when you speak to them in person, you really understand that they. They have no idea of what, sh- what they're talking about. There's, they're saying things that they've been told to say, uh, but they don't understand what they're saying. Absolutely. You know, we held our second. So uh, I, one thing I want to bring up, too, is that uh, Leslie is one of the co-founders of Rally for Our Rights. Um, and she's actually, she's actually a Republican, but very liberty-minded, 100%. Um, and so, uh, God bless her. She, but um, so Jason and I, I are so libertarian people. friends, so. I have libertarian uh, yes. friends who say I'm more libertarian than their libertarian friends. So, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. An honorary libertarian in the Republican Party. <laughs> yeah, but so we wouldn't. Jason and I would not. I don't think we'd be here and, and have the kind of voice that we we've been able to have if if it wasn't for Rally for Our Rights. And so, you know, we're thankful for for Leslie. You know, for 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 co-heading that that whole thing up and and you know the facebook group has been growing like crazy there's a, there's an awesome community that we have online and, that, and that's kind of like the nexus point of, of how we try to re, you know get do these rallies and everything so rally for rights has been holding rallies in different cities um there, so we, this, the second time we went back to boulder um was was last weekend and so <clears throat> in that when we had that rally for this, it, we had less numbers, but we had more engagement with the public. And Jason did a phenomenal job about, you know, we went up and actually did some live streams and talked to talked to the police and how they were thinking about how they would enforce this ban or not. Um, they were very political and, you know, apolitical, I would say, and, and, and their responses back to Jason and just saying, well, you know, and, and that's what kind of points to like law enforcement as well. They just said, well, we'll uphold the law. Whatever the law is, we're going to uphold it, whether it's right or wrong, right? Same thing with like the drug war. And then the other thing is we had a lot more public engagement. And so where I'm going with this is, is that, you know, I had a very good discussion with um, this guy. His name is Citizen Baca. And uh, he was actually approached by the by the Boulder police. He had an AR-15 and he was open carrying and uh, <clears throat> he was asked to remove his magazine. He did not comply and sort of kind of threw it in their face. And then we, we he, he and I ended up talking to a couple of young citizens there who were who were not pro Second Amendment supporters and everything, but to speak their ignorance, you know, they pointed to his AR-15 and they said, "Why do you guys need machine guns?" And I go, "Wait, do you guys understand honestly?" And, and this is like the issue, one of the biggest issues I have with the left and these gun grabbers is, and these people who are anti Second Amendment and, and and put these words in the you know in on these on these inanimate objects like this is not a machine gun. First of all, this is a semi-automatic weapon, right? Um, do you guys understand what what defines, even according to like uh, the NFA, what defines uh, a, a, an assault weapon, right? It, it's it's that you can you can change it from single fire to multi fire, and we don't have that as civilians, right? There's you know the, the act in 1934, then Reagan passed another one. So I think we're out there on the streets. That's what's been amazing is we're actually out there on the streets engaging the public. And you see all these things on social media about that the left is ignorant, all these gun grabbers are ignorant, and they don't understand the definitions, but it's absolutely 100% true. Like, you think it's all 
crazy gaslighting online, that's not really true. But once you get out there and talk to them, they really have no idea what it is, what these, what these, what these firearms can do or what they can't do. That's one really neat thing that, that we've been doing with Rally for Our Rights is, um, you know, a lot of these Second Amendment rallies that you've seen take place across the country, they're doing them at the Capitol and they've got speakers and it's like this big, let's go out and preach to the choir, all of our gun-owning friends, bring them all together and have a big rah-rah. Well, what we're doing is different. We, have, we, we don't get permits. <laughs> we are literally rallying people using the First Amendment on the streets. And open carrying firearms, because I'm not sure where you are. Where are you at? In Pennsylvania, just outside. You're in Pennsylvania. So I don't know what your open carry laws are there. Um, Colorado, we have it's, it's pretty much a constitutional open carry state. Um, you you can pretty much open carry unless a city happens to have their own ordinance, which I believe there's only three in Colorado that do. You can literally open carry an AR-15 any day of the week anywhere you are. Like that's just legal, right? Um, and then if you can, if you want to conceal carry, you have to get a permit for that. So what, what, this is just kind of very different, what we've been doing compared to what we've been seeing all over the country with these, these gun rallies, or these, you know, I call them, you know, pro gun rights rallies, second amendment rallies is that, you know, we, we, we call them rallies, but we're really just, we're, we're just like meeting on the intersections. <laughs> we're just like, Hey, meet us at the intersection of Canyon and Boulevard, Boulevard Avenue. And we're going to start lining streets. And like when we went to Boulder, what was really interesting is it's summertime and we were right by a park in a farmer's market, right? Imagine this <laughs> couple hundred people open carrying firearms right by the farmer's market in Boulder in this park. And it's interesting because the people that walk by us, what's, what's so fascinating to me about it is how interested they are in actually engaging in conversation. They may not agree. They may be pissed off a little bit that we're there. Actually, a lot of them aren't though. A lot of them, like, on, you know, a couple guys on their bikes will come by and just be like, hey, thanks for being here. High five, you know. I mean, but, you know, it's, it's this interesting dynamic that we're actually out there interacting with the public in such an in-your-face way that's very rare to see. Like, you have that, that gal that was at Kent State with her, you know, AR-10. And that was like this, like, oh, mine's like heads exploded on both sides everybody's heads exploded. Well, she must have had permission, blah, blah, blah. Well, I tell you what, what we're doing, we don't ask for permission because we don't need permission. We have permission. <laughs> it's, our, it's called our rights when <laughs> we are out there rallying for our rights. So it's really interesting to see all these people just walking by and driving by and seeing us. And sometimes they even come back and join us. It's really kind of cool the way we're doing it. It's very different. Yeah, when you have civil engagement like that, that doesn't make for a uh, a viral video. That's, I mean, people people don't people don't want to see that, unfortunately. So you don't see those discussions. You don't see that type of behavior and in, in inter interaction. At least I haven't seen a lot of it in in video form. But yeah, that's, we, that's we have we have one really good videographer, um, Bill McCarthy, with Frosty Report that comes and does these actually kind of like pseudo documentaries of every rally, and he will. Um, he makes sure he gets these, you know, these interviews or, you know, what, he records conversations with people. But we have so many just one-on-one -on -one civilian conversations um, that we are like, this was really fascinating. One time when we did this in Longmont, we had the nine news reporters show up and this woman walks up to me. She's super sweet, you know, but she's here. She's in the middle of all these people, men, women, kids, guns, no guns, signs, flags, this whole just on the streets of Longmont. Target, Target is literally across the street from where we were. 
And um, she comes up to me and she says, she's like, I just have some questions for you. She's like, so is it legal that you just have machine guns out here on the street? <laughs> like literally that's her, that's what she says to me. I'm sorry. And so, and so my response to her is I said, well, I said, I guess when you really think about it, they are machines and they are guns, <laughs> but I wouldn't really call them machine guns. <laughs> And so her and I ended up spending about 30 minutes walking around and talking to different people that had guns. And I would say, okay, so this guy here's got, here's his gun and he's going to tell you about it. And this guy here's got a rifle and he's going to tell you about it. And we discussed the differences of them. And um, it's such a neat educational opportunity to just really get people in there. And then we're so normal. They don't really understand us because we're not these crazy white supremacists, you know, like, I don't know, with a pitchfork, they really expect to see, you know. And, and the tiki torches. <laughs> yeah, you're not but what it, they expect. It's neat. To be honest with you, like what Leslie was saying, um, there's a gentleman named David that Leslie and Lance and I kind of know that I met up with this afternoon. I'm not going to spoil anything for later, um, but he found us uh, from this latest Boulder rally. He just got off of work, was driving down Broadway to go home, saw the rally, said, what is this? Uh, decided to uh, find a place to park and join us, and uh, something really cool happened there. Yeah, people have no idea that we even exist, that, this, that, that, that they just drive by and they're like, oh my God, I'm not the only gun supporter in the world anymore. Like if you listen to the news, you would think we don't exist, right? So mm -hmm. they literally will drive by, park their cars, and come join us <laughs> and be like, how do I get connected? You know, we've got business cards and flyers and we're starting to get, you know, try to make sure we can, you know, we're right there for people like this is get connected. Even if, even if it's just the fact that, you know, you're not alone, that just says a lot. And it's very empowering. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because you can't as, as a gun supporter, as someone who's, you know, supports the second amendment own, owns guns. I can't, or I don't talk about my gun ownership or what I do with like when I'm at work or, when I'm with people who I know are uh, anti-gun, obviously on, on Facebook or in, in our Lions of Liberty Forum, I'll talk about it all day long. And I will a little bit on, on my Facebook page because I, I know my friends list and how they're going to react. But I'm not going to go up to someone I don't know and start. You know, you're, 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 st you're in the closet is what you're telling us, right? Exactly. Like <laughs> there's, there's so many people. But that's, I think that's. The majority, the majority of people are it, like it that. is, you know, it's we and that's kind of one cool thing that we're doing with with rally for our rights and just this whole movement is, is it's where, where people are coming out of the closet and they're like, they're Democrats, they're coming out and saying, I own guns and I support guns and you know, I support gun rights and don't take away my right to self defense because you're afraid of these firearms. It's not fair. And to speak a little bit more about how eclectic our group is. And what's so beautiful about it is we have we have Democrats, we have Libertarians, we have Republicans, we have Constitutionalists, we have Anarchists, we have almost every flavor of whatever you want to say that you are politically. But we're one, we're focused on one thing, and that's protecting the Second Amendment at all costs. And so that, to me, as a person who is part of the Libertarian Party and, and very, very invested in that personally and financially, it's a breath of fresh air because you know, John, that how, how much infighting there is in the party. And it's so it's like to, to be a part of a group like this, that look, we just care about one thing. We're here to, we're here to like solve a problem and protect ourselves in that regard. It is awesome. We've had Bernie supporters. The first time we went to, to, to Boulder, 
first of all, was you know, Leslie said this on, on another interview that we did is that like everybody said we were crazy for doing it. And, and you kind of think you are because I mean, Boulder is the this little island. Everybody likes to say that it's 25 miles, 25 square miles surrounded by reality. So it's kind of like like the California of, of Colorado. It's that liberal. I mean, li- libertarians and Republicans are an absolute minority there. But we went there. Everybody, Most of everybody was friendly. We got a few middle fingers from people driving by in this very busy intersection. But for the most part, it was honking. It was people with flags driving by. It was, it was absolute support. And then to see other people, minorities come out and support, you know, black people, brown people, yellow people, every, every, every color that you could imagine. And then there was, there was an actual guy with a Bernie hat on. I think he got off the bus. He had a Bernie hat on, a Bernie shirt on, and he was, he had, he was open carrying a pistol. It was, it was, it was fantastic. So that's, that's really what's great about this is like, it just, it's just, it's all inclusive and we're all here to just protect our liberties. It is. And that's something that like, I've taken some heat for it from the beginning of starting this whole thing is, you know, like, you know, I'll be like, I, I just, I'm very insistent. Keep your politics out of this. If you can't keep your politics out of this, we don't want you involved. No Trump flags. I had one guy one time give me some hell about saying no Trump flags. And he's like, well, you aren't saying no Bernie flags. You aren't saying no Gary Johnson flags. And I, so I went and added to my description, no Bernie Sanders flags. <laughs> like, just no flags. No, no like, Hillary Clinton signs. We don't keep your Hillary stuff in Yeah, home. like, just, just don't bring that stuff. And I don't care if you don't like it because you'll, like, now I think people understand why I've been so insistent about that. Um, but one thing Lance may not even know this is we have a guy, Eric Cater, who owns Boulder Lending Group, which is uh, a you know, mortgage company. His office is literally right where we're doing our rallies, right where we're doing our rallies. I don't know if you know this or not, Lance, but he's a Democrat. That's a, no, I, I, I've heard the name, but that is amazing. Yeah. So, you know, where the Boulder, where Boulder Lending is and that whole place where we, I mean, the guy like literally opened up his office to us twice to like use the bathroom he had snacks he had cookies but he was so supportive of what we were doing and he and he admits he's like i voted for obama twice right this is how much of a democrat he is but he doesn't care because that's how nonpartisan we're making sure that this stays because the second amendment is nonpartisan, and it's that right now isn't the time for infighting i mean libertarians love to infight republicans are just kind of crazy democrats are crazy you know i i just i just stick with where i'm at because it's easy but um, it is really nice, and it's definitely a breath breath of fresh air to see the um, the the nonpartisan aspect of it. It's just it's fantastic, and I think it's so welcoming to people. And and they come in there, and they're just like they're so appreciative to have this place to come together where they can literally like like I was saying, come out of the closet and be like, you know, I support guns. <laughs> I've watched my 19-year-old daughter do that. I mean, these guys have kind of witnessed that. It's been really neat. My daughter, my 19-year-old daughter has always been a gun supporter, and she goes to the, she goes off to Liberty Firearms Institute and does her training classes, and um, she's come to two rallies now, open carrying a handgun on her hip, and made some friends, and now she's just like all about it. It's really pretty cool. That's fantastic. We have about 10 minutes left. I want to make sure that we talk about the lawsuits because I think there's some new news that's, uh, that's coming out here. So whoever wants to take the uh, pretty much what are the two lawsuits that are uh, pending now or I guess filed? Jason, you've been quiet. Yeah. I think Jason- yeah. Yeah. I was, I was, I've been listening to you all. Um, so you, we, yes, there've been uh, now two lawsuits. The, uh, the NRA has, uh, is now filing a lawsuit, but the first lawsuit 
was Mountain States Legal. And um, what they did was they are suing each individual council member, the city uh, attorney, I believe the city manager as well. And um, we've been doing our best to help that lawsuit out by, uh, you know, we created a, uh, a fundraiser for them and uh, it did involve an AR-15 giveaway. Uh, we were actually able to raise $5,000 for Mountain States Legal uh, to help them represent their plaintiffs in the lawsuit against Boulder. And um, so the gentleman, David, that I was talking about earlier was the uh, lucky winner. And I, I went over and uh, transferred the uh, brand prize over to him this afternoon. So uh, just in time for the uh, band to go into a I, I heard that but, he was, uh, he had some boating plans right afterwards. <laughs> he did. He did. You know, he, he does own a gun he is, or a uh, boat. He is from Texas. You know, uh, these things happen. Gun owners uh, by far have to be the worst uh, boat drivers yeah. uh, ever. <laughs> It's, it's really unfortunate, um, really, but, um, <laughs> the, um, but no, the right now, I believe mountain States legal is also going to try to put up an injunction against, uh, boulders, uh, assault weapons ban from going into effect here. Um, cause I don't believe they have to do it before they can put in an injunction anytime. I believe they just have to wait, uh, for all parties to be served. But, um, I think they're working on that and they're going to use the, uh, precedent set in, uh, Deerfield, Illinois, with the NRA's lawsuit to help bolster their uh, their injunction uh, while they can fight it out in the courts. But I think both lawsuits have a really good chance of uh, winning here. Yeah, so Boulder's, Boulder's been, I mean, they've been hit hard. I, I mean, that's at the third reading. Um, one of the gentlemen that went up there was from Mountain States Legal, and he just let them know. He's like, you guys, you guys passed this, and I guarantee you tomorrow morning this, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening. And they, you know, they just laugh. They're like, go ahead and do it, you know. Well, literally next morning, <laughs> boom, it was ready to go. NRA's now filed. I think it was today the NRA had their lawsuit came out against Boulder. Um, and then Rocky Mountain Gun Owners, which is our state gun owners organization, um, they're they're also preparing a lawsuit as well. So this is going to I mean, it's it's insanity what's hitting Boulder. But I think it's good because um, I think it shows other cities like don't don't mess with us. Like, don't don't do this. There was there was nothing wrong in Boulder. Boulder had never seen a crime a violent crime. Um, with what any of these weapons that have now been banned have never been involved in a crime in Boulder. So like they literally took a problem that didn't exist and created a huge problem for the city. And so I think it's a good example to set for the rest of the state. Don't do this in other places because one, you will have us to mess with. And two, we will raffle off AR-15s and raise money for lawsuits against your city. Don't do it. It was just yeah, and pure, also I think Mountain virtue State, signaling, also, right? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. It's terrible. No, but Mountain States is doing this in a very smart way because I think one of the reasons why the city council of Boulder uh, kind of smirked and chuckled is they figured that any lawsuit filed would be filed in state court. Uh, but Mountain States Legal didn't play that game. They filed their lawsuit in Tenth Circuit Federal Court in Denver. Um, so um, the the city council doesn't have their friendly state judges at their side now. And the 10th circuit has a pretty good history of uh, supporting the second amendment. And there's a little more to the, it being in a 10th circuit too. And I don't actually, I can't claim to understand enough about the legalities of it all, but anybody that does know about 
um, that has worked in Second Amendment uh, lawsuits in the past will understand that there is a piece of this that has to do with they needed a lawsuit out of the Tenth Circuit to do something that was kind of big. So there's so it, there could be even bigger implications as well, which we'll obviously be paying a lot of attention to. Bigger implications, meaning this could escalate to Supreme Court level. Supreme Court. Yeah, because okay. they they needed there was something about needing some they need they needed us they needed a suit out of the Tenth Circuit to to do to take it to another level. And somebody tried to explain it to me, and I unfortunately wasn't paying enough attention to regurgitate it. <laughs> so I'm not going to claim that I know very that I understand it, but I do know that there is larger implications to what is happening right now, and we will probably see this go to a national level, which would be great because it needs to happen. So from a funding standpoint, is there any way that people can can help out? Is there still uh, is there still fundraising going on for, for this lawsuit, or is, are you guys good to go? As long as it's going on, there's funding. Yeah, if you go to, if you go to mountainstateslegalfund.com, well, actually, I think it's .org, but if you just Google Mountain States Legal Fund. I think it's Mountain um, States Legal Foundation. Legal Foundation. I'm sorry. Yep, absolutely. So, so if you go there uh, and there's a donate button at the top, you can donate specifically to uh, the called. It's called Caldera versus Boulder lawsuit. Um, okay. And I actually got in touch with the attorney. So uh, we've raised. We've technically raised um, over seven thousand dollars so far. So the first two thousand was right after the meeting that I spoke at the third reading, um, when the attorney went up there, like a light bulb went off in my head, and I said, well. I, I make memes all the time and I run a huge uh, Facebook page and then I posted them all over the place and asked for donations and Facebook has this awesome, it, they, you know, Facebook for what it was, what it's worth. It has this awesome way to segue into just instantly don't donating to stuff. So I ran that for about a week and then that's what kind of prompted the second fundraising that we did. Um, I actually consulted with Austin Peterson at the unconvention and asked him, Hey, should we do this or not? And he said, no, but we did it anyway. Cause like Leslie says, we just kind of take, I said, we need to do it anyway. Yeah. Austin Peterson. <laughs> That's literally what happened. You, you said Austin Peterson said you shouldn't do it. Yeah. Cause you remember he caught a 30 day ban when he, when he tried to, um, I think raffle off an AR 15, give it away. One of the two, uh, it doesn't matter, but he, you know, he tried to do that. Like, Hey, if you donate to my campaign, you'll be entered to, you'll be entered in this raffle. And so, you know, that, that so I, re- I remember that happening. Yeah, I think in the ban. long run that helped him though, but I don't want to get way off topic. Yeah. But. Yeah, exactly. well, you, you don't want to get banned on Facebook though, when you're trying to run this kind of stuff either. So it's sure. like, you know, that could be a huge, but we, we just, we, I was like, well, we're going to do it anyways. And you know, that's kind of how I am. Jason's like, we, can we, can we have a rally in Boulder? How do we not get arrested? And I'm like, we won't get arrested. We're just going to do it. Like you just got to do stuff. <laughs> so, yep. That's, and that's kind of how it went. We're okay. We're just going to do, do it. You just got to do it. Let's get it done. You gotta not be afraid and just put yourself out there and make this stuff happen. Because yeah. if we don't do it, nobody will. All right. Well, we need to wrap this up. Unfortunately, I just want to give you guys each a chance to say some some closing words, some parting words to to uh, rally the troops and uh, you know, ask for any assistance or point out any uh, any other ways that people can help this cause. So we'll start out with Lance. The the biggest thing I would say is that um, if you're apathetic about this because you don't think it's going to happen to your city or you don't think it will spread, I, I think you're 100 percent dead wrong, and that's that's why. A person like me and a person like Leslie Hollywood are very interested in this and, and trying to help out people like Jason who live in the city of Boulder. Because if 
I think what they understood, what what the city council understands is that you got Trump in office. You guys aren't going to get any anything through as far as a gun ban um, or, or, or more regulations on, on, on the Second Amendment or restrictions on it at a federal level. So now we got to come at it from a grassroots. They have to come at it not from a grassroots, but they have to come at it from a local level. And if they set the precedence in Boulder, then they have a legal precedence to do it in Longmont, Loveland, all over Colorado and anywhere in, in the nation. So please don't be apathetic to that. And, and please help us out if you can. So if you go to, if you go to uh, mountainstateslegal.org forward slash contribute forward slash on, online donations and donate to the Caldera versus Boulder uh, lawsuit, uh, we'd be grateful because we have to stop it here. We have to contain it before it spreads. Sounds good. Jason, you want to go next? Yeah. Yeah. All I have to say, you know, I kind of have to mirror Lance is, you know, people can't be apathetic that you have to get involved in these processes, you have to pay attention to what your local governments are doing, um, and and you have to get out and speak out. Uh, there are 100 million gun owners in the United States of America, and that by far has to be one of the largest voting blocks in the country. Um, but too many people, um, they don't want to, as we talked about earlier, come out of the closet, uh, be known, be heard, be identified as a gun owner. Um, but that, that time is over. There are forces pushing against the Second Amendment. And if people don't get out and push back, it's going to be gone. Absolutely. Leslie, you want to wrap it up? Sure. Yeah, I guess. But I would like to just, you know, again, emphasize like this, you know, this is on us as citizens right now. We really have to um, step up and be leaders and take leaders and, you know, bring gun owners together in your cities, in your areas, you know, just figure out what you can do and don't think somebody else is going to do it or wait. You can always step up and you can always just take a leadership role. It's actually a lot easier than, than it seems. Um, if anybody's in Colorado and wants to get involved with rally for our rights, we have a website rallyforourrights.com, and they can uh, go to our website. There's a page on there called get connected and it has a link to our Facebook group, which is, which is a private group, but you can be approved to be in there. Um, we have a link to our Facebook page, to our Twitter account, and there's a spot where you can get on our email list, and then you'll be informed of future rallies we have or city council meetings, and we're starting to put together some educational events that will be like Firearms 101, um, learning about how to get uh, armed teachers in your schools, things like that. So rallyforourrights.com, I would just suggest anybody, even if you don't even live in Colorado, just, you know, feel free to just jump in there and learn about what we're doing. And if you want to do it in your your city, your state, uh, hit me up, Leslie Hollywood. Find me on Facebook, and I've got a tons of political friends, and I'd love to have anybody else join. So thanks for having us on. Well, thank you guys for coming on the show. This was fantastic. Um, you know, this is such an important topic, and you guys are at the, the epicenter of it. So thank you so much for giving us some time today. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, John. Thanks. We don't rise to the level of our expectations, we fall to the level of our training. Those epic words from Archilochus can sum up your ability to succeed or fail in business. I want to recommend Conversation Mat Time to our listeners as a way to hone your one-on-one conversation skills in a role-playing session that can help take you to the next level. During 25-minute sessions, you'll work through the best way to approach that raise, that interview, or that relationship with a practice professional that will provide the confidence and experience you need to get paid what you're worth or take that interpersonal risk you've never been able to conquer. Just like in jiu-jitsu, the difference between a novice and a black belt is mat time. 
train to win. Visit conversationmattime.com and take advantage of a free 15-minute consultation just for listeners of this show. What a cool show that was. You know, it's always it's always interesting to to shake things up. And obviously, normally, longtime listeners of this show know that typically I only bring one guest on. There's only been one other time when I've brought on more than one guest, I think, unless I'm forgetting something. But when I brought on the three uh, former police officers to talk about criminal justice reforms, prison reforms, policing, police abuse, drug laws, all that fun stuff. And that was more of a debate format, which was really cool. This was totally different. Um, I want to thank Lance uh, Lance Psycho for bringing this together, really, for bringing uh, Jason and Leslie into it, because these three together, the amount of knowledge they were able to drop, um, the ins and outs, the background, anyone who listens to this podcast will know everything, everything about this Boulder gun grab that's going on. Um, and it's so incredible to see uh, what Leslie was talking about, how the way that people are coming together in Colorado and, and across the nation, but specifically in Colorado and in Boulder, people are coming together from all across the political spectrum, which is really cool. And obviously, that's not going to be reported on by the mainstream media. You're not going to see news stories about that, talking about how Democrats, Republicans, independents, libertarians, Greens are rallying behind the Second Amendment, are rallying behind the right to bear arms. You're not going to see that in the news. It's just not going to happen. But you'll hear it on this podcast, and you can share this podcast, which I hope you do. Um, just really, really excited to uh, be able to talk with these three uh, very knowledgeable uh, people, and I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. When you guys are listening to this show on Friday, on Friday 6-22, I will be in New Hampshire. I'll be in New Hampshire with Howie Snowden, J.B. Lubin, Mark Claire, Brian McWilliams, and the elusive Rico where people will find out, actually, at Porkfest. We're going to Porkfest. People will find out who Rico is. They'll put a face with the name and the persona. It's, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be incredible. But outside of that, I'm excited just about, I'm excited about going to Porkfest, excited about getting to meet Roger Paxton, Johnny Rocket, Chris Spangle face-to-face. It's going to be a lot of fun getting to hang out with, you know, five of my best friends that we've been building this podcast with together who we haven't all been together in 12 years. I mean, Mark and Brian, JB, Howie, uh, Rico, we have the six of us haven't all been like hanging out since college, which is incredible. It's going to be it's going to be pretty pretty wild. I'm looking forward to it. So, probably when you're listening to this, I'll be kicking back with a beer, talking liberty and what we're going to do up there, obviously we're uh, recording a, a podcast up there, so you get to hear that. If you're a member of our Patreon group, paid subscriber, for as little as $5 a month, you can get access to this right now. You can listen to this and get access to it, and you're going to want to because we're going to be doing some cool stuff just for our subscribers. Um, there's a feature on Patreon that allows you to go live, and it's like a live that disappears. So you got to join now, and we're going to be doing behind-the-scenes stuff up at uh, at Porkfest, some some interviews that you'll just be able to see for that short period of time, uh, video-wise. But there's going to be all kinds of bonus content, too. Uh, We're going to try to talk to everybody that we can. 
uh, obviously the we're doing the, the podcast, but we're taking a bunch of other recording equipment with us that we're able we were able to buy, of course, through the Pride. We're able to travel to Porkfest because of the Pride. So the whole reason we're going up there is to bring you guys great content that no one else is giving you. So if you're listening to this show, if you like it, join the Pride. I mean that that just makes sense. For as little as $5 a month, you can be a member of the Lions of Liberty Pride. Go to patreon.com slash Lions of Liberty and join. Uh, do it for $5, 10 15 25 um, 100 I think we still have one spot left at 100 But I'm not going to go through everything you get. You can read about that on Patreon, the perks that you get. But you do get merchandise and uh, a conference call. The, high, the higher you get up at 25 you do get a monthly conference call with us. So... Just really encourage you to join the Pride, guys, and it doesn't stop there. Mark and I are also going to the Libertarian National Convention in New Orleans, so we're very, very excited for that as well, and we're also, we, we also will be bringing you unique content that you're not going to be able to find anywhere else from the Libertarian National Convention in NOLA. So thank you guys so much for listening. This is uh, This is really a a milestone, a hallmark moment in the Lions of Liberty journey that we are getting to travel out on the road to a libertarian event going up to Porkfest. So I'm excited. Thank you guys so much, so, so much for your support. And thank you, even if you don't support us, thank you so much for listening and sharing the show. Um, If you haven't shared the show, I forgive you. Share this one. That's all I got. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is John Odermatt signing off. Always remember to keep your head up and the fires of liberty burning.